0: What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. If you're ready to unleash your marketing potential and crush your small business goals, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Miranda Rodriguez. Over the past four and a half years, I've helped hundreds of small business owners achieve big dreams with small strategic marketing steps. When I say big dreams, I'm talking quitting that part-time job, five times in your income, or opening your first brick and mortar. On this podcast, I'll teach you how to market your business with laugh out loud personal stories, real life client examples, and the occasional F-bomb. Because let's be honest, Marketing your small business is so much more than just a marketing problem. Grab your earbuds and let me show you how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. We have a very special episode for you today. One of my very best friends, and um, I should say online friends, like we have been online friends in this space for so long. We've hosted workshops together. We have been on each other's podcasts. I've been on her YouTube live interviews. Um, she is back on the podcast and this time it's just her joining us, not her podcast co-host. And that is none other than Mariah Magazine. So Mariah Magazine is the SEO consultant and online business educator that I know a lot of you are familiar with. Um, she is an award-winning SEO consultant and online business educator for entrepreneurs over at MariahMagazine.com. She's a firm believer that showing up on Google, increasing your visibility organically and marketing your business doesn't have to be as difficult and overwhelming as everyone makes it. With eight plus years of experience as an entrepreneur in the online and digital marketing space, she's helped over 150 clients get their websites found on Google by implementing a strategy that feels both doable and aligned. I mean, just from that bio alone, you know that she and I are meant to be, right? Um, we have so much overlap in the way we approach online business in our love for marketing and just our personal delivery styles. We're both very conversational and very casual um, but and very, very passionate about what we do and helping others um, to succeed in business. You can learn more about Mariah at MariahMagazine.com. You can connect with her on Instagram at MariahMagazineCo. So Mariah, M-A-R-I-A-H magazine, C-O on Instagram. Check out her YouTube. Her YouTube channel is how I first found out about her. I had a client who needed SEO help and I went to YouTube to try and find some SEO videos. And Mariah was the only woman that popped up and the only video I found that I felt like I could have a conversation with this woman and it would be great. So I found her on YouTube. I sent the video to my client who I think has worked with Mariah since then. And I sent Mariah a DM on Instagram and I was like, hey, do you want to be on the podcast? So actually, I think this is her third time on the podcast. We have done a solo interview. We've done a joint interview with her podcast co-host Shay. And now we're doing another solo interview. Um, So on today's interview, and also she's on LinkedIn if you want to connect with her there, just search Mariah Magazine on any of the platforms you want to learn from her or connect with her on, okay? And if you need help connecting with her, send me a DM and I'll put you two in touch. Um, Really what we talk about today is how growing an online business is not necessarily easier than growing a brick and mortar business. I think there is a misconception that it is easier and faster to be successful online. Now, there's definitely definitely less overhead and maybe less risk associated with growing an online business. But that doesn't make it any less difficult or chal- challenging or arduous or frustrating, right? Um, and so we we just get into that and then we really just talk about, All things growing a business and how one of the most important things she and I have both done for our business growth is learning how to connect with ourselves and to work on our own insecurities and roadblocks, um, all of the things that come up, all of the gunk that comes up personally when you are growing a business. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode and as always, we love hearing from you. So please tag us on social media. If you're listening to this on the go, we would love to see that you're listening to it. Um, and feel free to leave a review. Those reviews help grow the podcast and they help us connect us, connect us with more people like you who are looking to grow their, not just their online business, but to grow their business and their marketing skill set. So without further ado, here's our episode. Okay, great. Hi, Mariah. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast.
1: How are you today? I am fantastic. I'm wearing my scroll sweatshirt <laughs> and lipstick, so I'm dressed down, dressed up. I'm ready for it. Your Monday uniform. <laughs> exactly. I just love this sweatshirt so much. You have to tell everyone what it says if they can't see you. Uh, Okay, so it has a squirrel on it and it says, excuse me, your bird feeder is empty. And it's like a squirrel basically (laughs) like staring into your soul. And so me and Andrew, my boyfriend, we live on a mountain. And so we are like tucked away from humans. (laughs) And so squirrels have been our best friends along with raccoons and so one of my best friends from back home in buffalo actually sent me this sweatshirt for my birthday she like thrift shopped it so it's like an old grandma sweatshirt because i'm literally always posting pictures of like the squirrels and like we feed them almonds and stuff so it's very it's very near and dear to my heart right now
0: it is so cute and it's so so fitting for where you are right now in life it's amazing um, so we can start this a little bit. I mean, you've just given us a wonderful introduction to you as a human and your personal life. but um, introduce everyone to your business and what you do for all of the great people on the internet
1: on the internet. Okay. Yeah. So I'm Mariah, obviously. I'm an SEO consultant and an online business educator for entrepreneurs over at MariahMagazine.com. So I'm currently located outside of Asheville, North Carolina, but that's going to change in like two months. I mean, like, I don't even know where I'm going to be living. (laughs) We're just kind of like messing around until we figure out where we do want to live. But work-wise, basically in a nutshell, I'm just a firm believer that like showing up on Google, increasing your visibility, and growing your business, it doesn't have to be as difficult and as overwhelming as everybody makes it. So I've been in this online business space for over eight years, which is Mm -hmm. wild to say. And I primarily right now help and educate people to help them get found on Google by implementing a strategy that feels both doable and aligned. And so like my focus really is right now, like educating on SEO. I have a YouTube channel. I love creating content. It's one of my favorite things ever. I do have services and like consulting options for getting found on Google for increasing that organic search traffic. But I also just love like the collaborations, the relationship Mm -hmm. building, like the other ways to grow visibility organically that obviously doesn't, hyper-focus on ads or like overworking yourself until you want to like throw up and like not do anything. (laughs) Yeah. Until you have no life yet left. (laughs) And I think that's a,
0: a perfect segue into, so Mariah and I, we meet once a week and we have like a i don't know what like sometimes it's a download of like what we did for the weekend sometimes it's preparation for the week ahead like we just kind of recap like okay here's where we're at here's where we want to go um and it's been really nice like this summer to have that to look forward to especially in, when schedules weren't as consistent um especially on my side of things but that really helped like anchor my business on a weekly basis and say like okay here's what i need to focus on um but something that came up in our conversation was this misconception that we both get a lot. And it's that um, growing an online business is somehow easier or faster, or I don't know, cheaper than um, growing a business offline, like a brick and mortar or storefront, whatever it may be. And so we have been talking about this back and forth. And then we're like, oh, this would be a great podcast because we get it all the time. And so You've been in the online business space for eight years now. And what, I mean, what are your thoughts on growing an online business and how easy or hard it is?
1: Yeah, I think that the reason why it's so interesting and like the reason why people get pulled towards it, they get gravitated towards it is because running an online business, usually we don't have massive overhead. Like I don't have to worry about rent. I don't have to worry about like all of this overhead, like stocking things or paying other humans. Like if I were to run a restaurant or something Mm -hmm. like that. So it's like, I don't have to take out a business loan in order to start this. Like that is true. That is 100% easier in an online business space. You can start an online business with literally like a hundred dollars. And so that's really awesome because the other like physical businesses you can't really do that unless you're getting a business loan, you're getting into a whole bunch of debt. But I think because of the lower barrier to entry, we have a lot of people coming into the space that then think that it's easy. They think Mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, well, I could just like wake up and sneeze a couple times. And then like (laughs) I'm making like hundreds of dollars a Mm -hmm. week. And then I also think that social media comes into play. So we have influencers or just people that have like either gone viral, gotten lucky, or have been in business for a while. And they want to teach people how accessible it is to make money online, which I think is great. But I think that they're missing the context because people will take that as like, oh, then this is easy. This is simple. And I Mm -hmm. think that a lot of people posting that kind of content without the context of it, I think that it's giving people false expectations. Mm -hmm. And then it's like people will start an online Business and they'll let's say they want to create digital products. They'll start creating digital products, or they'll create a YouTube channel, and they'll keep at it for a couple months, and then they get frustrated and burnt out when they're not seeing these wild results that everybody else is seeing. And that's because they're missing a bunch of context. Like Mm -hmm. I think when people are creating content and trying to say like, "Hey, you can make money online too." I think that that's true. But there's this thing of like, you can make money online easily by owning your own business. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's fucking hard, (laughs) dude. And like, it takes time. And like, it's so different from being an employee when it comes to your routine, when it comes to your schedule, when it comes to taxes, health insurance, Mm -hmm. when it comes to marketing, when it comes to administrative things. Like, when you run a business, you do all of it. Mm -hmm. And so selling a digital product, yeah, might seem easy. Just create a PDF and grow an audience. Well, oh, look, there's another thing. You not only have to learn how to create the PDF, design the PDF, write the PDF, edit the PDF, then you have to figure out how to get people to pay you for it. Then you have to get people to pay you for it. Mm -hmm. So it's like growing an audience. And growing an audience is something that like, corporate people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to do like marketing is no small thing Mm -hmm. so i think that there's so many different layers and there's like so many different sides to the coin here because like yes it is easier but it's not easy Mm -hmm. but also like what is easier i think that it also comes down to like what do you want to do how do you want to do it and where is your zone of genius like there's just so many different things that come up
0: Yes. And I love that you brought up all the different facets of running a business because there's a difference between wanting to make money off of your passion or like sell a thing that you created and deciding that you want to embark on growing and running an entire operation. Because even if it's an operation of one, it's still an operation if you want that to be a business and business is designed to be profitable. You can have a hobby, you can have a side hustle, you can have Um, like all of these things on the side that don't take into account, like all of the other operational factors of running and growing a business. And I think that's okay too. And I think sometimes it comes down to people just having the self-awareness, like, do I want to actually grow a business or do I just want to like have this side hustle over here? Because growing a business is going to take more time, energy, and effort and probably more than you ever think it's going to take. So as As you've grown your business for the past eight years, how have you made it like sustainable? How have you, and we've talked about flexibility a little bit, but um, I mean, not here before the podcast, we talked about flexibility, but yeah, just let people into your process a little bit because you do have a successful online business and you are showing up, like you're doing so much online. So what does that look like behind the scenes?
1: Yeah. I think honestly, the first and foremost thing is like, this shit lights my soul on fire. Mm -hmm. I think that that is like, and you can feel that. Mm -hmm. You can feel that when you're in my energy, when I'm talking about business, when I'm talking about ideas, when I'm talking about things, you can feel that I give a shit. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one of the biggest things because a lot of people will get into this and they just get into it for the money. I got into it because like I was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like, I think that that's a huge thing to kind of just be honest with yourself about. But it hasn't been easy. I was really lucky when I first started my business. I was 22 years old. I was able to live in my parents' house for an extended period of time. Mm -hmm. So my parents covered all of my bills. I, because of that, because I didn't have a lot of bills, I had like a car payment. My mom still paid my cell phone bill. She paid my (laughs) internet bill. Like I was, you know what I mean? Like it, like I didn't have any bills, and so like that's what allowed me to be able to test and tweak, and Mm -hmm. so. In the very beginning, I kind of, well, even still, I feel like I've learned along the way, but like I'm continuously experimenting. I'm always testing and I'm always tweaking and I'm always following the internal cues that I get. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't always easy to hear those because when you start, when you're brand new in the space, you have to learn everything from scratch. Mm -hmm. And that's something that a lot of people overlook. But what I found very in the very beginning was that for some reason, I have this gift of being able to understand complex things and being able to break them down into easy to understand ways. So that's why I'm obsessed with search engine optimization. Most of the time, it's super overwhelming. But like, God has given me a gift where I could break this shit yes. down. And so. Like I see the different facets of online business as like little rabbit holes that I get to go explore and play in, but I didn't do it all at once. Mm -hmm. Like I started the business offering website design and development services. And so I got very familiar with building websites because that's what I was offering to people. So I was building websites. So then as I'm building websites, I'm starting to learn, okay, what other elements come into this? Oh, graphics come in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I also had a fine art background. And so I understand visually like what looks good. Mm -hmm. And so then I would mess around with like graphic design. So I would teach myself a little bit of that. And then it was like SEO kind of naturally came into that. And so it's like I kind of started by just putting one foot in front of the other. And then I was like, okay, if we're talking about visibility, how can I get more clients? And so what I ended up doing was A, focusing on search engine optimization the other thing that i would do is really focus on collaborations and relationships mm-hmm. like this was back when like facebook groups were really big and so i ended up getting on coffee chats with people in Complementing industries, complementing niches, and I started having conversations with them. I would do uh, offer swaps. Mm-hmm. So, like, even one of my most successful offer swaps to this day was my friend that does PR. She created like a full PR plan for me. I did an SEO audit for her. ended up getting her on page one of Google, and then she ended up getting me on like a shit ton of podcasts. That's amazing! All from a Facebook group. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like to this day, I'm still friends with a lot of people. In that arena. But like it all came piece by piece. I remember the day that I made the decision to start a business Instagram. Mm -hmm. I was like so opposed to it. I was like, this is stupid. Now I got to run two Instagrams because like I have a personal one and I have a business one. And then I also have one for the podcast. So Mm -hmm. I run quite a few of them. But like when it comes to juggling all the balls, I think that I do it well because I have this knowing that like all of the balls don't have to be in the air at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of good at spacing stuff out to know what ha- what needs my attention right now. And then I can throw it back up in the air. Where I think that a lot of people, when you get into this space, you get overwhelmed and it feels chaotic because there's so many balls and you mm-hmm. don't have the awareness to be able to prioritize correctly. Right. So that's why it's like, can we simplify and just take one step Forward and then doors of opportunities will open, and then you get to make a decision again. What do I want to prioritize now? And then you take another step forward and you take a look at all the decisions. What do I want to prioritize now? I got that advice from my aunt, like back when I first started, and like that was the best advice ever. She was like, Mariah, you don't need to plan like 25 years down the road. Yeah, she was like, make a decision that feels good right now. And then you're going to be faced with opportunities to make more decisions. And you just keep coming back to yourself and ask yourself what makes sense. And I think that that was like the best advice ever. Because mm-hmm. if we're looking at online business and like marketing, and then when it comes to marketing, we have all of these social channels. We have all of these ways to market all of that on top of the service or the offering that you're already offering. And it's like, we have to keep coming back to ourselves. I feel mm-hmm. like that's that's the key component.
0: I think keep and I want to touch on that for a minute but I love this idea of like it sounds like you're learning so much just through experience like okay you figure out I want to focus on this area and then you take action and then you once that action is completed or whatever you have a moment to evaluate and say like okay what do I want to do next because I think so many people get caught up in the the hypothetical phase in the planning phase I just had a client meeting and she was so caught up. We've been working on her pricing and packaging for months now. And I feel like every meeting then there's, she's thought it to a different place, right? Like she's overthought it and not once has it just been like, okay, this is it for now. Let me go put this into action and see how yep. people respond. And that's what the, with marketing, especially it's just so much of an experiment. Like you need to, you need the data points. You need to be able to test it and tweak it because your customers are going to respond one way or another. Either they're not or they are kind of or they're going to love it. And from there, that informs your next step. And then you can say, you know what, I actually don't need three tiers of this offer. I can just take out the two of them and just have one. And so much of that comes from taking action. And so when it comes to taking action and to the level of self-awareness that you have around the action that you take and your working style and your creation style um how do you like how do you get to that place like how are you so in touch with those things and how do you move so quickly
1: uh, um emdr <laughs> <laughs> emdr therapy was uh very helpful no like legit though in order to get to a place where i was running my business mm-hmm. From a place of authenticity, from a place of purpose, from a place of inspiration, Mm -hmm. I had to do the inner work. I had to do Mm. the inner work of, okay, when I'm showing up, why do I feel like I have to prove myself? Mm. Why do I feel like I have to get everything perfect? And I'm not saying I've healed all of this shit, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's layers, right? Mm -hmm. So in the very beginning, it was horrifying. Actually, like when I started business, I didn't need glasses to use the computer. I forced wow. myself to wear glasses to use the computer so that people would take me seriously yeah. because I was also in like a tech industry. So it was mostly mm-hmm. dudes. And so some of my clients were local. I would have to go to meetings. If I were to show you these outfits that I wore, <laughs> it is hilarious. Like I would be like corporate mar- corporate Mariah and like yeah. corporate Mariah has never existed. Like I've never worked in corporate. Right. And so it's just hilarious because now eight years later, I'm showing up on podcasts literally wearing a fucking squirrel sweatshirt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's so funny, but I had to work through that. And so it wasn't until I kept hitting brick wall after brick wall after brick wall, and I was tired of my own bullshit. Mm -hmm. And like, nobody else could get me to that point. Mm -hmm. It was more of, and it's always kind of been like that for me, right? Like, Mm -hmm. growing up, I was a perfectionist. Like, I remember when I got my very first B in fifth grade and I cried for two weeks. And my mom was like, yo, Mariah, it is not that serious. Like, she was trying to calm me down. But it was always like this internal thing that I was always trying to prove myself that I was good enough, but it didn't come from outside sources. Mm -hmm. So now when I have a business, the the relationships that you have with your business all mirror back the relationship that you have with yourself. Like growing a business is the biggest personal development project that you will ever take Mm -hmm. on. It will mirror back all of your shit to you. And through that, through me seeing all of these things, I wasn't happy with the way that I was feeling about things. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy with the way that I agreed to launch a website at midnight on a Friday for a client because I was too afraid to say no. Mm -hmm. So it's like it wasn't until I realized that I was sick of my own shit. And then it's just like trying to decode the feelings, trying to decode and untangle kind of how everything else felt. And -hmm. it's just been through that that I've really learned that like, I can trust myself to figure this out. And then I look around and remember, nobody else knows what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. Nobody does. A big corporate person, somebody working at, I don't know, Target down the street, another online business owner, a seven-figure online business Mm -hmm. owner. Like, that's cool, but nobody actually knows what they're doing. And I kept telling myself that because it was like a reminder that you're allowed to truly figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so it's just testing and tweaking and collecting data points. That's it. And I consistently do this all of the time. Like our calls weekly, I'm literally like, okay, well, you know what, like, these are my goals. This is what Mm -hmm. I'm really craving. And so I've always also had an issue with the word goals. It always felt like it pushed me into this box of perfectionism. It pushed me into this like container that felt too restrictive. And so instead, when I think about it, I go, what am I really wanting? What am I really desiring Mm -hmm. right now? And like right now in my business, it's like I'm desiring to become a speaker Mm -hmm. eventually. So then I kind of like, work backwards from that. Okay, well, that's not where I am right now. So what steps can I take forward? Oh, it's being on podcasts and having conversations about things like this Mm -hmm. that aren't directly related to me teaching SEO tactics, which I love doing. And all of that is great. And you can find so many resources on my website and YouTube and all of that. But it's like if I want to hit this goal or like get closer to this thing that I desire. You have to work backwards and be willing to fuck up along the way. Like this podcast episode, I had no idea where it's going to go and what I'm going to say. But after this episode, I'm going to be really clear or at -hmm. least a little bit more clear. Hey, what conversations or what questions lit me up or taking note of what I was saying as I was saying it, when did like the, what is it called? Like the inflection of my voice. Mm -hmm. Like when did I sound more passionate and using that as just like these little, these little signs in order to keep testing and experimenting with. Yeah. I mean, there's so much good stuff in all of that, but
0: it's just like, I think the, it, I completely agree with the fact that like entrepreneurship and starting your own business is the greatest reflection of like all the internal work you have to do and in order to proceed you do have to do the work like you have to figure out whatever that looks like to you whether it's therapy I mean and the thing with coaching or hiring coaches I think a lot about um, dog training sometimes because the biggest thing they say with dog training is like, okay, yeah, you can train your dog, but it doesn't stop when that trainer leaves or when you leave that program. Like you have to maintain the training and that's the same. So like if you invest in a business coach and you re- see results with that coach, that's great. But the the point of a business coach is not to be with you for the rest of your career. It's not, it's to help you figure out what you need to do and how you need to work in order to achieve your goals or what you desire out of your business or your life. And so I think helping people figure out what those tools are for themselves is really important. And I think having these conversations gives people permission to say like, oh, okay, this works for me or it doesn't work and I don't have to take it. Because especially when you're new, you come into this online world and you get So much advice thrown at you, right, from everybody. (laughs) From oh my god, and then trying to sort through that and figure out like what feels good, what doesn't, but also what works and what doesn't. And so, we've talked about this, but for the past few months, I, I had asked around like what people's working schedules were. And a few people had told me like, oh, I take meetings from 11 to four, like a few days a week. And in my head, I thought like, oh, that sounds great. Like, let me try that. And so I did. I implemented that meeting schedule. And then I was feeling like overwhelmed, like my, I was not able to get enough work done in the day. I was feeling like I was wasting a lot of time in my day. And then like two weeks ago, as Rebel was going back to school, I just took a step back and I thought about my own working style and like my own daily rhythms and I'm ready to sit down for work at like nine, nine 30. And I know yep. that's not earlier, but it's not 11 o'clock. It's just, and then on Mondays and Tuesdays I have to leave earlier to go get rebel from school. And so I just made that shift on my calendar. Like I shifted everything up and it has changed everything. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like more purposeful on a day-to-day basis I am more alert and more awake. I'm more creative. And I, the fact that I'm prioritizing like my work schedule or that chunk of time by moving it up in the day, it feels good because then come the end of the day, I feel like, okay, I don't feel as frustrated. I don't feel as burned out because I know that like I got in the amount of time I needed to bare minimum to get things done that day. And so it's just like that little shift, right? That and it, that's constantly what it is—these little tweaks and these constantly,
1: mm-hmm. constantly. And that's a huge pro and a huge con about running an online business. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to take responsibility for decision freedom, right? And what that means? Yeah, because it can mean so many different things. But you have to keep asking and keep coming back to yourself. That's why, like really strengthening the skill of coming back and self-reflection. It's Mm -hmm. so beneficial because as an online business owner, especially, I don't have to go into an office. So if I don't have to go into an office and I don't have a boss, who's to say when I actually start working? Well, I have to take personal responsibility. And Mm -hmm. what really helped for me, especially in the beginning, getting used to this, I mostly used to just do projects. Mm. Right. So like I didn't really do coaching, like my projects didn't require a lot of time with me being on calls. Mm. So my schedule really wasn't booked up with that many calls. And so it, that's why I really appreciated having project deadlines because then that allowed me to be flexible on the day to day, as long as I hit the deadline. Mm -hmm. But in order to figure out the deadline for my own projects, I had to understand my project workflow. But in order to understand my project workflow, I had to do projects. Mm -hmm. In order to get projects, I had to get clients. But in order to sell all of this, I had to guess. I had to Mm -hmm. fucking guess what my process and my workflow would be. And then I would go through it once with a client and then I would come back and the next client, I would be like, okay, this is what I did like about the workflow. Actually, I need more than four days to do this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell my client six days. And it's just a consistent testing and tweaking. But I think that, for me, I was just very aware that I was good with deadlines because of how I worked in school. Mm-hmm. Deadlines, like, I don't know, like, it just, it works for me. And so that's kind of how I created my schedule. And then now I feel like I didn't really start having a lot of calls until, like, the past three months. Yeah. When I really started, like, putting putting the fire on in terms of coffee chats, connection calls, offering more consulting options, getting on podcasts. And things like that. And so I'm looking at my I'm looking at my calendar and I have to be very intentional now about how many calls I have. That was never a problem five years ago. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of calls. So now I'm going through the process of how many calls is too many calls. And then looking at like my schedule. Of when I'm gonna have my period, and then I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, like, do I want a lighter week this week? Do I not want a lighter week this week? And so I think really being able to just do these things to be able to to collect the data points because we have decision freedom: what time we start work, what time we end work. And for me, sometimes that shifts. Sometimes I'll start mm-hmm. at 8:30 because I'm feeling rip and ready to roll and I'll work until I don't know 4:30 mm-hmm. but here's the thing my days are so flexible that it's like I'll stop for a half hour I'll go for a walk or I'll go for a run and I'll also take time away to eat lunch or I'll run to the store or so it's for me it never was helpful to have like a 9 to 5 working schedule mm-hmm. that's not why I have a business I don't have a business to sit at my computer from 11 to 4 mm-hmm. that's not that's not it so it's like so what is it for me it's having the flexibility within my day to day while also having deadlines and calls scheduled. The call schedules and the deadlines are kind of like my anchor points. Mm-hmm. And then I can fill the in-between time with either I'm feeling creatively lit up by a project. I create a lot of like workshops and guides and stuff like that. So I need creativity time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like being able to fill in that extra space of creativity time or making sure that once every two weeks I have a full day blocked out to create YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And so it's like... I need that flexibility, but I wouldn't have realized that I needed that flexibility until I started over scheduling calls, started double booking client projects, started <laughs> feeling really fucking overwhelmed. Yeah. And then I had to remind myself, yo bitch, this is your business. Mm-hmm. You have decision freedom. Take the personal responsibility in order to shift your shit. And yeah. so that's kind of what it is. But if I didn't have this muscle of, of coming back to myself and kind of self-reflecting, I would still be in the same spot. I would still be overwhelmed without taking personal responsibility for it.
0: Yeah, and I think I think the personal responsibility is huge and I think that that's something we can get like if you had a corporate job or anybody who's worked in any establishment like you, there's a sense of um lack of control, right? Because your schedule is dictated for you, your pay is largely dictated for you. Like so much of your so much of your life is told to you by the company that you work for and then you leave that routine and it's like complete schedule freedom and that can be so overwhelming because it's like decision fatigue but then just really like through trial and error figuring out what works for you and what works for your life because so many people do have outside of like Client deadlines, there are personal deadlines, like if you have to get your kids to and from school or if you have parents that you have to help or if, you know, whatever the case may be, there may be actual hard deadlines that you have to be flexible with. And I think there's people here, entrepreneurship. And they hear like schedule freedom and flexibility. And I think some people assume like, oh, you could just go to lunch whenever you want, or you could do, you know, you can have lunch dates every week. You could see your girlfriends whenever you want. You can take vacation, you know, you could take a day off whenever. But the reality is like you yes, yes, sure, you could do that, right? Like you really could. Um, but is that supportive? Like, is that conducive to the desires that you have in business? And I've realized, like, that's really disruptive for me in the middle of a workflow to say, oh, I have to go have lunch now. You know, like, and as much as I want to see those friends and I want to connect with them and I, I do value the schedule flexibility, I think for me, in the way I operate as an individual, I need that chunk of time to yes. create and to get yeah. stuff done without interruption whatever that is, whether it's the phone or a lunch date, you know, and so understanding some people are fine. They can go to lunch and they can keep it. I also talk a lot. So I know if I schedule an hour lunch, it's probably going to be two. And then I'm probably going to be tired because I just talk for two hours and then I'm going to have to come home and walk the dog. So now it's like three. And so that's like a real disruption in the middle of my day. And I just have learned that over time, where it's like I'll schedule them later in the day and then I don't have to work afterwards. And that works a lot
1: better. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And I think it comes with time, it comes with experimenting for sure. And the people in your life will take this as seriously as you take it. Mm-hmm. So, like in the beginning, I was living at home with my parents. My nieces live next door. Oh man. And they were they were little then. They would just barge into my yeah. office and like they were just the cutest little things and I love them. But it's like they were breaking my workflow. Like when I was in the zone with stuff. And then I would get like, Hey, you can't come in here. Right. And then I'm getting like all nasty about it yeah. when really I haven't communicated the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if my door is closed, then please don't come barging in because I'm probably doing something. I might be, you know, what. Whatever. But even now, like my friends, well, not now because I live on a mountain, but when I was living, (laughs) when I was living in Buffalo, my friends knew that they had to schedule their time with me. Mm -hmm. If they wanted to message me or text me and be like, yo, you want to get coffee today? I probably will say no unless for some reason that was a super light day and then I would tell them a time that I was available if I wanted to do it. But other times my friends would be like, hey, like uh, Thursday, what's your day looking like? Because I would tell them I have shit to do. I have Mm -hmm. deadlines, I have calls, or I have like creative blocks where it's like I have to get into the flow. I have shit to do. So I also said that with my parents. My parents, if you call me, I'm probably not going to answer. You need mm. to schedule a time to call me. Even to this day, it is like pulling teeth with my father. He's like, we haven't talked on the phone. I was like, you suck at scheduling a time. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I don't know what you want me to do. I will forward right. you over to my assistant. I don't have an assistant. I'm the assistant. Yeah. I, will schedule, I will schedule the call. But like, they wouldn't have taken it seriously until mm. I started taking it seriously. But I wouldn't have realized that I needed to take it seriously until... I wasn't taking it seriously.
0: Yes. And that's that's why, so like for me, having my working hours on the calendar all the time helps me take it seriously. It like, regardless of what meetings I have for the day or what deadlines, like I'm sitting down to work at this time every single day because I have work to do. Like whether it's creation work, whether, it, whatever it is, right? There's always work to be done in the business. And so I think like, and then you, and then re- respecting those boundaries like first with myself and then being able to communicate those boundaries. So I had a friend reach out to schedule lunch and I know her her days off are Wednesdays. And so she likes to do lunch on Wednesdays. And I just said, I have a new working schedule this fall or the summer, you know, and if we meet on Wednesday, we have to meet for dinner because I'm working during this time. And that's just what it is. It's just out of respect where in the past, I would have been like, sure, we can do Wednesday anytime. And then I feel like in my head, I've lost an entire day of work Just like planning for that lunch and making sure that, you know, I get to that on time. And so I think it's the level of respect for the business does start with you, the business owner, and, and then how you communicate that to others. And that speaks a lot to the experimentation process, too, because when you're experimenting with your clientele, it all comes down to the respect. So, like, even if you're not a hundred percent sure or a hundred percent confident in like the offer that you're pitching, maybe it's you're pitching it for the first time, or maybe it's a new product launch, it's the confidence behind it and being able to say, like, this is what it is, and then knowing in your mind, like, well, we'll see how this goes, and then we can always tweak it if need be, right? And and being able to come back to that and make the changes as necessary. But to be so like, I think people, they take that unsureness, that moment of like, as like a sign of weakness that like they're, they're not legitimate or they haven't made it yet because they're not a hundred percent sure in what they're offering. And it's not been tried and true to and tested, but there's only one way to do that. And that's to take the
1: action. I think you build confidence through getting like facts and feedback. That's Mm -hmm. how you build confidence. It's very hard to build confidence internally without having some kind of outside validation in Mm -hmm. some sort. It's like, it's it's balance. It's balance of everything. It's balance with the inner work and the outer work and the inner validation and the outer validation because we are humans in physical bodies. Like (laughs) we all like validation of some sort. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So like, don't be beating yourself up for it. Just look at it as an experiment. Mm -hmm. That is what has truly helped me, and I. I wrote down when you were talking about just like, allow yourself to have seasons too. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself. So I say this because when I first started business, I remember I would choose a price point and I'd be like, choose a package and I would create it and I would test it with clients. But like before that, I was like, oh man, is this something that I want to offer forever? Like, is this the thing that I'm going to be offering forever? And it's like, eight years later, I'm literally telling people I was like, That's even a sales thing that I do now. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, yo, I'm testing this shit. Are you guys interested in this stuff? Here's a pre-sale. Here's a beta. Come along and test it with me. And people fucking love that. Mm -hmm. And so allow yourself to have seasons where you're testing things. Allow yourself to, like, I I feel like I I keep saying the same thing, but just, like, test your shit. And then, like, Mm -hmm. that's how you're going to get results and external validation or not. Mm -hmm. And so like when I started my business, I completely pivoted. Like I was website design and development, creating WordPress websites and then Squarespace websites and Shopify websites for people. That's what I was doing. But then I was like, you know what? I'm actually really interested in SEO. So I started uh, learning it myself and then experimenting. And then I started offering it to clients. And I was honest, hey, I haven't really done this before, but I've gotten good results for my own website. I'm going to offer this at a low-cost introductory rate. Are you interested in this? And clients Mm -hmm. were like, fuck, yeah, I am. So Mm -hmm. then I would test it with them. And even now, I'm just like, is SEO something that I want to do for the next 20 years? I don't know. But SEO is the season that I'm in right now. It's Mm -hmm. something that I fucking love until I don't love it anymore. And then I can Mm micro-pivot within my business. And so there's like micro-pivots that can happen on a bigger scale like that. Just like, I'm a web designer. I'm an SEO strategist. I do whatever. But there's also like smaller micro pivots in seasons too of like some seasons I'm on a lot of podcasts. Other seasons, I have a lot more client work and I can't pitch mm-hmm. myself to be on a lot of podcasts. And then this season that I'm in right now, we moved from Buffalo where my family and my friends were. Me and Andrew have been living on a mountain. I have no social obligations, baby. I'm just hanging out. Me, my squirrel sweatshirt, the squirrels, (laughs) raccoons, Andrew. Like, So I have more space. I have Mm -hmm. more time. This is a season where I can really create things, where I can go and update the old products that I have, the old guides that I have. I can really strategize my YouTube channel and get in the Mm -hmm. flow of that. But we plan on moving in a couple months. And then I'm going to probably not be in a season of super heavy creation anymore. So I'm going to have to come back and be like, okay, how do I reprioritize everything? But allow yourself to figure it out and to go through the seasons because there is no perfect way to do things and perfect in an extended period of time. And I think that's also the difference between a physical shop and an online business. An online business, I have opportunity to do whatever, however, whenever. Mm -hmm. A physical business, you're kind of stuck in the same schedule, the same routine. You have to be open for the same hours. It's very consistent. Mm -hmm. It's very routine. Some people really like that. I don't. Yep. But it takes me, again, self-reflecting, having personal responsibility in order to allow myself to figure it out because I don't have a shop that has to be open 10 to 8 Monday through Friday. So I have to create that for myself. And that's not always fucking easy. Right?
0: It's really not. And that's the, I mean, because there, and this is where I know if I'm going through a season of like, I need to figure out, I need to have a little pivot in my business or tweak what I'm talking about or just like, fall in love again with the business because I'll start prioritizing like household things over like content creation. <laughs> and then that's a sign to me like, oh, okay, what I'm talking about is no longer interesting me. So it's not interesting my audience. And so we need to figure this up. We need to shake it up. We need to do something different. Um, and sometimes that's just a matter of like reframing something or changing the yep. name on something. It's It doesn't have to be like a redesign of the entire business or offer suite. And then the other side is like, that reconnection point, because when you do work for yourself and you do work at home and you're not interacting, like if you have a storefront, you have the benefit of interacting with your target audience, probably on a daily basis. And there's a lot of benefit to that, to that real time feedback of how are they interacting with the products in your store? How are they engaging with you? Like, what are they liking? What are they not? There's a lot of real time feedback you can gain. If you're an online business owner and you host live workshops you may have that opportunity in those live workshops, but other than that, it's really up to you to curate those environments where you can get that real-time feedback. And I think for you and I, as like creators and individuals, that is important and it lights us up. We enjoy that. Um, and so, when it comes to creating content, I forget where I was going with that. I had a whole just, a whole path ahead. Yeah, and it's just fucking. What was it? <laughs> what was i going to say about that there was a whole point i about um creating those environments and the real time feedback but oh it was coffee chats and like that's an argument for for networking and for for coffee chats and reconnecting because you do that and it the more you do that and you can do it outside of your industry i think the more you start to see There are so many more ways to grow your business than you ever even imagined. And there are so many people doing things in a way that they probably never dreamed that they could do or that they never thought would be possible within their industry. And it's like every time I have a coffee chat and I talk to someone, I realize like, oh, there's so much possibility here or there's so much possibility over here. And I think that like the right coffee chats and the right amount of networking with the right people is going to like not only open doors, like actually give you opportunity, but just opportunity for what's possible for your dreams. And that's why I'm such a advocate of networking and then taking it a step further with those intentional like one-on-one connections because you just never know where they're going to lead. And even if that leads to inspiration for you for a new path or um, creation or whatever it is, like I think putting those people in place and having those conversations, especially if you work alone in your business, they're so, so helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like I always say like verbalizing to rationalize, mm-hmm. talking things out is very, very helpful to me, and talking things out with somebody that gets it in the online business space. I could talk to Andrew. Andrew's not Mm going to fucking know shit. Andrew, his eyes will glaze over and he's like, yeah, sure. You sound really excited about it. Sounds great. Take it and run with it. Got to (laughs) go. And like, he's trying to be supportive. You know what I mean? But he's not in the world that we're in. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that is very important to, to be able to create those relationships that you value. And then also remember that you have your own zone of genius, you have your own authentic way of working Mm -hmm. and operating and nobody else can answer these questions for you. That's a huge fucking lesson that I had to learn. I spent over $12,000 on a mastermind Mm -hmm. and the biggest lesson that I learned in that mastermind, it did not grow my business times 10X. It did not give me any like monetary wins or anything to be honest. But what Mm -hmm. I did learn was that All of the answers are inside of myself. Nobody has the answers that are going to feel right for me. And one of the biggest lessons that I've had to learn, because being in business for so long, I've had coaches and focusing on SEO, a lot of coaches that, you know, they don't have the same gifts that I do. And because we all have our different zones of genius. And Mm -hmm. so people would be like, Mariah, just like run an SEO agency, run an SEO agency. It's easy to scale. You can have consistent income. You can do that. And every single time I would be like, yuck. Mm -hmm. No, I just, I didn't know why, but I knew that that wasn't right. Even saying it out loud. I'm like, an agency? Dude? Yeah. Like <laughs> what? It's just not anything that I wanted to do. And some people are really good at running agencies. It just sounded awful to me. So then I had to keep coming back to the drawing board. If I'm not growing an agency, then what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. It literally took me until last year to be like, Mariah, you fucking love creating content and you're an amazing educator. How can you step deeper into this role? right because i was not doing it before i was nope i'm the service provider nope i'm the i'm the the person that does it for you i'm the integrator i'm mm-hmm. the implementer and then i'm like wait a minute no dude like my gifts and where i really lose track of time is when i'm creating things to help educate and teach people when i'm creating youtube videos When I'm on podcasts, when I'm having conversations, when I'm teaching workshops, when I'm breaking things down, when I'm asking or when I'm answering questions from people, this is the shit that I love this is the shit that I desire more of. So then it comes down to, then how can I create a business around this? Mm-hmm. While also knowing that the business that I create around this doesn't have to be the same business that I'll have forever because right. I'm allowed to pivot in three years, five years, whatever. And so I think that that it's just like a, a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. to be like, oh shit, dude, I can really like, look at the tasks that I'm doing and start to take note internally of like what lights me up? What do I lose myself with? And a lot of people like, I've had introverted clients that are like, yo girl, I am being on fucking podcasts. That shit sounds awful. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, that's great. Then like, are we blogging? Are we creating relationships that like maybe in Facebook groups where you don't have to meet face to face? Or are can you do like a newsletter swap mm-hmm. with somebody where it's like you can get in front of their audience without having, having a camera in your face? You know what I mean? There is ways to do this, but I feel like in the online business space, since there is so many options, Mm -hmm. it gets chaotic because there's so many options. But that's, so it's like the pro and the con of running the Mm -hmm. online business. And so your true anchor, I think, is yourself. Mm -hmm. And that is a muscle that has to be strengthened. We didn't come out of the, well, we might've came out of the womb. Like being, you know, like trusting ourselves and shit. But then life happened and it fucked us up. And so now we're just like, well, shit, how do we get back to like trusting ourselves again? And I think that's the work. And you think like, well, how is that going to contribute to my ROI? And it's like, because it fucking will, it has to. When you're creating the capacity to hold yourself at a different level... That then translates to the outside. Now you have outside capacity to hold yourself to a new level, which typically means new opportunities, which then typically Mm -hmm. means more money. It is all connected. It's just not in like this logical way that corporate has taught us.
0: Exactly. And that's what we have to get back to. And I think that's where so many people, they rather than spend time getting quiet and reconnecting with self, whatever that means to you, like a walk outside, a walk in the woods, meditating, working out, just like grounding in whatever way is help journaling, all of those things. Um, They spend more time searching for the answers outside of themselves. And what I like to remind people is that like learning is not a money-making activity. And so, so many people will be short on income or want more clients and then Go take a course about it or go learn a workshop about it. And it's one thing to have a specific, like, okay, my goal right now, my focus is my website growth. I'm going to do an SEO workshop and that is going to contribute to that. And knowing that that is like something that is a, you're building up your own skill set and then you're building like the long term pieces of your business. But if you are in a phase of client growth or wanting to grow your clientele, but you're not sure how, I think the best thing to do is to start with yourself and like really getting quiet and listening for, for like tapping into what do I want to do next? Like you said, like, what do I desire in my business or in my life right now? Like what, what sounds fun to me? What haven't I tried yet? And sometimes it's a matter of like, what has been lingering on the back burner or I'll have clients come to me and say, well, I have this idea and I I don't even want to tell you because I feel like you're going to think it's dumb or tell me not to do it. And then they present it and it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you pursue that right now? There's no reason not to other than your own insecurities around it. And so I think when we have those little nudges and we have those little like, oh, I just got this idea. I don't know if it would work like that's a a sign to like follow that and to pursue that and see what happens
1: Yeah. And I think that this also leans back to the pros and the cons of being in the online business world. Mm -hmm. Because in corporate, you don't have that flexibility. You don't have that freedom. Right. So it's like you're told what to do and how to do it and, and what way to do it and when to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. My boyfriend operates where like this dude is never going to run his own business because like he needs stability. He needs routine. He needs consistently consistency. And like we've learned that a lot in the past year living right. on the mountain. Like he really craves that. Mm-hmm. And so just running a business, even a side hustle, I don't know if it's something that he's ever going to be interested in. Right and right. that's okay. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like both yes. of them have their pros and cons, mm-hmm. but we have to remember that like, just because you want to start an online business, it does not mean that this journey is fucking easy, especially when you bring in the self development part of it. Oh, LOL is that <laughs> fucking easy. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's so multi-layered, but like, don't get me wrong. I get lit up at like the limitless possibilities that Mm -hmm. the online space offers. Yeah. How you balance the possibilities with the structure Mm -hmm. to take action on the possibilities. That's the work right there. Yeah. And it looks different for everyone. And I think that is... And a... that's the shitty thing is that it looks yeah. different from everyone. Like, w- like what do you mean? I can't take your workflow or your process yep. and like implement it myself. And it's like, you can if you want to test and tweak it. So like right. I've taken courses and workshops mm-hmm. and all of these things and I've learned their process and I've tested it, their process. And then I learn about how I interact with their process. Yep. And then I lose some things, tweak some things keep some things. And now it's my own process. Exactly. And that, I think this is a perfect place to like wrap this one up because
0: that's, that's all we can do is like test and tweak and observe and figure out what works. And like you have gone you've taken us on such a journey today of like figuring out how to go about figuring, figuring that out. Because I think sometimes that can seem abstract to people too. Like they hear, Oh, well you have to like reconnect with yourself or figure it out, figure out what works for you or experiment and do this. And I feel like today there we've talked through some real tangible ways and it all comes back to taking action and then evaluating the action and see what feels best to you. A lot of times it comes down to like, you're saying like, when someone brings up agency to you, you're like, yuck, like it just doesn't feel right. And so, and then, but knowing what does light you up and it's helpful to understand what you don't like either. I mean, for me, that's such a strong guidepost where I'm like, nope, I can't work with this type of clientele or this business that is, you know, a ba- like a baby business, a brand new business, because where I really get lit up is it farther down the line and having those higher level conversations. And so, and I know that's similar to you too. And so this has just been... I hope people find this so helpful today because it's it's inspiring one and it I feel like it takes the overwhelm out of it where it's like yeah just re- coming back to yourself and like it's okay to want what you want in your business in your life whatever but just being able to be self aware to articulate it and then be like accept it yourself
1: Yes. Yes. And know that like it takes time. So Mm -hmm. the people posting on Instagram that, like I said, you can make a million (laughs) dollars by sneezing and blowing your nose. It's like some of those people did get lucky. Mm -hmm. Some of those people did go viral. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them don't don't take that into account and then they'll turn around and try to teach people how to grow a business using this like get lucky, using this virality mindset when I think that that's actually really hurtful to people. Mm -hmm. I think that like you can absolutely get lucky. You can absolutely go viral. That would be great. There are also problems that come with that, but that can absolutely happen. But when you start an online business, start it with the intention to test and tweak to not have it all figured out right away and to just be along with the journey to mm-hmm. go along like this is it's a long process i'm over 8 years in and i feel yeah. like i'm just starting to catch my stride exactly. and some people can figure it out in a shorter amount of time i'm not saying that everybody needs 8 years 10 years whatever my like my length of time it took me this long to take me this long like there there was nothing that i could do about it But I learned so much about the online space. I learned so much about my zone of genius. I learned so much about myself because I was juggling so many different things. Mm -hmm. I'm juggling like EMDR and like therapy and just like (laughs) reprocessing shit. I'm juggling marketing and like trying Mm -hmm. to figure that out. I'm trying to figure out, do I still want to be a web designer? Do I want to be an SEO strategist? Like there are so many things that I was juggling along my journey that the only consistent was me and the fact that I had to learn to trust myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. I think that that like that right there, that's what's gonna keep it moving along with the fact of like I'm actually passionate about this stuff. And that's why I think a lot of people get burned out when they first start businesses because they're like, oh, I'll be in business for six months and end up making a six figure year. Mm -hmm. Yes, that can absolutely happen. But like, we can't have that expectation. We can't put that pressure on ourselves. It's going to zap the passion out of you so fucking quick.
0: Yeah, this is great. This has been so good today. Um, And I think that's a great place to wrap it up. So how can people uh, follow you or get in touch with you? Um, Tell us all the things.
1: Yeah. So my website is dot magazine.com. I do have a YouTube channel. You can head over there, dot magazine.video can reroute you directly over there, or you can head over to YouTube and just type in Mariah Magazine. If you hang out on Instagram, I'm Mariah Magazine, CO. If you're on LinkedIn, Mariah Leszewski. I know that's like my real Polish last name, L I S Z E W S K I, which is exactly why my business name is Mariah Magazine and it's not. <clears throat> Mariahlisheski.com because, like, how the fuck do you spell that? Um, so, yeah, if you guys have any questions about anything, literally just like slide into my DM somewhere. I get lit up about these conversations. Mm-hmm. I love talking about them. Like, if you have questions, if you found something that resonated a little bit or was like an eye opener, like please, like, slide in there and just say what's up. I love having conversations.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for being here and for sharing all of your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you loved what you heard today, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your community on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Marketing Uninhibited so I can share you with my community. And don't forget that you can achieve your big business dreams with small marketing steps. Talk to you next week.